This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and you listeners can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and get a free bonus Star Wars item worth 20 bucks. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, now approved by the Fruit Punch Advisory Board. I'm your host, the very, very annoying Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time <laughs> Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Goofballs enthusiast Henry Gilbert. <laughs> Who else is here? The sacrilegious Chris Antista. And special guest? Uh, I'm Dave Rudden, but you can call me Stitch Face. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode we're doing today is Homer Loves Flanders. What do you say? I don't know. Something about being gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burn on you, Dan. Jeez. <laughs> and today's episode aired on March 17th, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh, my God. Glory be, Bobby. Comedies like the piano, Philadelphia, and Schindler's List sweep <laughs> the Oscars. Every raid in the world sees the sign from Ace of Base and Woody Woodpecker's creator, Walter Lance, is dead Aww. at 94. <laughs> He well, got the last laugh. So, you know, Ace of Base, I'm not going to dig into all of it here, but <laughs> Cracked has an article that pretty handily um, unlocks that that was written by white supremacists wow. and that it's the sign is finding the sign of of white supremacy and white power. We're like, starting in this quickly, what? huh? They, they, found, so. they found the background like of the lead singer or the writer of those songs. Of, like He was a member of like these... Eastern European uh, white supremacist yeah. movements. Like, Action. Their other single was originally called It's a Beautiful White Life. Yes. <laughs> and all that she wants is another white baby. This all makes <laughs> well, sense now. All they, that, the next track was subscribed to InfoWars. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the All That She Wants video, which, by the way, is about a welfare queen, that song. Oh. But uh, All That She Wants is another baby. To. He's gone tomorrow. <laughs> and they then show... In the music video, she has a Star of David necklace on. Like So, uh, I don't know. Look oh, it up, shit. folks. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Just giving... Trying listen- to beat the record for comments in this episode, or like right listen- at the very top. I listened to "I Saw the Sign" eight million oh, me times too. when it was new. It was I, huge. It was, I, I loved it. So much. I, I one loved of my it. sister's birthday parties. She had an Ace of Base CD, but it was only a single. <gasps> so we heard "I Saw the Sign" and all that she wants. Over and over for like ninety minutes. I'm surprised that, I, I mean, didn't. That, that final key change in that song is amazing. Yeah. But we have to move on to Homer Loves Flanders. Oh, this was the last totally. idea for an episode bestowed upon uh, the Simpsons by Conan O'Brien. That is true. Oh. And this is actually written by. This is one of their freelance scripts by David Richardson. So I, I don't <laughs> yes. know who that is, but he got around uh, a bunch. I looked up a pretty much just as a a lifelong writer of of comedy scripts. He never really created his own show or, mm. or headed it up. He's just like as long as he seemed to stay on any place. Well, was nine episodes of the John Lorraquette show. Wow. That was it. Can't, cannot wait for talking Lorraquette. Yeah. Yes. That show is so dark and weird. I watched yeah. all of it at age 12. Yeah, it was fascinating. <laughs> First time I heard Bobcat Goldthwait's real voice. I would have assumed that this was written by one of the regulars because it is, I would probably put this in my top 15 No, Dave demanded to be on this episode. Yes. And there is a reason because this and Lemon of Troy, two seasons later, are both episodes that I missed the original time they mm. aired. Then I think I missed the rerun because I think they're both pretty late in the season. And then the mm-hmm. rerun would be late in the summer. 
missed it, my brother had to tell me about both of them, and they both <laughs> sounded so outlandish. Like, no, that's not an episode. <laughs> they go to Shelbyville. Homer, Homer becomes friends with Flanders. I don't believe it. <laughs> they do disrupt the status quo in ways that Bart and Lisa are uncomfortable with. Yes. I also heard that Dave Richardson on there, he mentions that he or he was dating an actress hmm. at the time of writing this script, and he was writing it in a hotel room while she was filming a movie. And I was like, man, who I wonder. was this actress? I guess they're not dating anymore, or else he would have said, my wife, <laughs> Kathy Griffin. Yes. Well, they, they joke about it on the commentary, like Dave, Dave Merkin's like, and her name is oh, just, yeah. for, just for <laughs> the show opens with the return of Ion Springfield. Woo! We haven't seen it in one of so my favorite long. jokes, and I always forget which episode this comes I from. I love this joke mm-hmm. yeah. very much. Just miles from your doorstep, hundreds of men are given weapons and trained to kill. The government calls it the army. But a more alarmist name would be the Killbot Factory. Yes. Oh, I love right. the font, like the computer font. Yes. It's just the Killbot Factory. And I, I was watching this with my girlfriend who doesn't always laugh out loud. I saw this joke coming a mile away and she <laughs> lost it. The kill, like, yes. Well, I mean, that is cable news now. Mm-hmm. For, no matter your political stance, that is, it, it, that's just the same kind of news scare mm-hmm. tactic. Though I've also just You've got to break away from the MSM, man. It, it is weird that it's under the Ion Springfield banner because i always yes. assume that with like celebrity news mm-hmm. yeah That's true. you're right dave I, actually i was thinking that while watching like i springfield is, is normally like about fluff yeah. pieces yeah. this is investigative journalism this should be uh yeah, whatever, local field pieces what like kent bites back or whatever <laughs> the one yeah. with the barking dog well though also ion springfield wouldn't normally cover a sports event that would be in the sports yeah. section of the show and it, all of this is framing this season and i, I might gotta give say the, after five seasons i thought they would have this nailed down <laughs> on, guys. i might give if we do a, a wrap-up usually <laughs> for this season Ken Brockman. We're learning a lot of weird things about his personality and ideology. So it looks like he's just found out about the army. (laughs) That's a great read on that. I, I, Kent Brockman might be our series MVP, yeah. our season MVP. He is slowly losing his mind throughout <laughs> it, season five. It is the easiest. I know we're on the air, and yeah. I don't care if this episode, if any episode is about some event happening in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like the most natural way to introduce it is like the news is talking about it, yes. and here it is. Well, and so then he talks about the big pigskin classic is coming up, and. The introduces the Springfield Atoms, which mm. did not appear in another episode until 2011. Mm. Not I, to be confused with the Topes. Ice yes. Topes are the baseball team. But mm. they're both owned by Mr. Burns. The, but this is the only one that implies that, that yeah. Burns owns all the teams in town. I that, mean, just by the nuclear motif, you mm-hmm. could assume that mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But the Atoms weren't used again until 2011. I think it's just because if they wanted to do a football joke, like say, Homer owns the Denver Broncos, mm. they just name an NFL team, yeah. you know? But in this case, <laughs> it is, they make up uh, Shelbyville... Sharks. sharks, yeah, yeah. sharks. Um, and I think these are considered minor league teams in this universe, mm-hmm. correct? These are not major and, league I mean, uh, NFL that, teams. That's an NFL type. Those are grown men. They are not college level teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big place. <laughs> like it's not arena football. I, I try not to think about it too much because remember the local clown show host is a billionaire. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and true. A worldwide sensation. And this is a world where there are major league baseball players who play mm-hmm. for those teams. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the capital city. Well, as, as yeah. the capital yeah. city is the majors. Well, yeah, yeah. but are they playing the LA Dodgers? Are they playing the New York? As Mets? of this recording, Homer has been inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. making it even more yeah. confusing. I just know it's not the mayor's fault. The stadium collapsed. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, since you mentioned that, I'll, I'll bring it up. A fan of the show mm-hmm. went to that oh, shit. and told me that Al Jean was there and yeah. that he said hello to Al Jean and told him about our show. Oh, God. Wow. Don't do that. he says that those guys sound sound like it, crazy, but in a good way. Uh-huh. <laughs> For, so thank you, Al And Jean. I will never <laughs> appear on their show. <laughs> I mean, he's still I making see. the show. I yeah. think we could get other people who are a little less busy. Uh, but, the, yeah, the episodes they don't like, that's what I'm working on. But the, uh, <laughs> but the Pixie Classic is also the first true introduction of the Shelbyville Springfield rivalry. Mm, yes. I feel like it is. Oh, really? Previously, the town was mentioned, but they did not have this rivalry with Springfield. In, yes. This introduces that to the show. In Monorail, it's the first. It's more of a it's, Shelbyville. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely felt competition with mm-hmm. Shelbyville, but it wasn't so close. And mm-hmm. then the other time Shelbyville had been there, just like that Homer went looking for Herb's birth certificate at mm-hmm. Shelbyville Orphanage. Right. You're right. Yeah. But this is very clear there is a rivalry They've, there are multiple jokes on it and this is the first real introduction of it and the Oakley and Weinstein episodes would actually go to Shelbyville go more into Shelbyville mm-hmm. the culture and the people and what it's like it's bizarro Springfield for the yes. most part yeah well that is a season 6 one though that's not an Oakley and Weinstein that's true. one that's but, true so everybody wants a ticket to the big game and Homer more so than anyone those aren't tickets to the game Homer what do you mean it says right here free wig with every purchase of large wig downtown wig center why you little I love you, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need her at all anymore. <laughs> I love that final, that final I was line. I originally question why Bart would have a uh, coupon for the wig place, mm. but then we know two years later he goes to the wig sphere, so he's obviously, he obviously enjoys them. He follows the wig community. <laughs> that, that joke my girlfriend did not like. <laughs> well, first off, I like the implication that Homer must have eaten tickets at some point because of the because of me. They have a warning. And then Bart tricks Homer out of 50 bucks easily without even saying these are tickets. He's yeah. just like, I'll give you these for 50 bucks. Sold. Hmm. But and we're lucky Homer didn't eat the tickets as he did before. <laughs> Homer is so jerk-ass Homer in this one. People, He's got to be. People talk about how Scully, the, the, the season nine onward is really jerk-ass Homer. But no, he is so jerk ass here. He is so mean to everyone, yeah. cruel to everybody, and, I, and heartless. I think they try to get away with it in a sense in that Homer, for the most part, he is not, there's no malicious intent. He's just mm-hmm. like ignorant to the feelings of yeah. people around him. He's like, I'll just come in and eat your dinner. Like, there's yeah. no like, I can't wait to do this. Ah. Yeah, though Except I, in a few instances where he wants to murder someone and almost does. But I like, I, I love the joke. I don't eat her at all anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> the intention of that is very cruel. Yeah, that's true. And then... <laughs> That he, it doesn't imply that he needs sex or food yeah. or no, laundry I, done. He's just so into her hair. That's yes. the and and also when he uh, when they break up and I forget which episode that is that he replaces her with a big shrub that has secrets uh, of yes. a successful marriage. Yeah. This season's finale. And yeah, but then Homer. I I also love any excuse for. Another actor on the show to imitate Julie Kavner's Marge. <laughs> and I think they all pitch Marge lines as Marge in the yes. writer's room. <laughs> that is very true. So Homer is desperate to get tickets. He is second in line. <laughs> I did it. Second in line, and all I had to do was miss eight days of work. With the money you would have made working, you could have bought tickets from a scalper. In theory, yes. Jerk. <laughs> That's just at the ticket guy. It's just at the ticket guy making a season five appearance. Well, it's a he'll late be series phased out pretty soon, right? Yeah, I, I think love so. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like by this, even by season five, Bronson voice would be mm. cast in those mm. roles more so than just at the ticket guy. Yeah, uh, this is neither here nor there. But I talked about it. I'd never seen 
Dirty Dozen before, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of a couple more Simpsons reference, and we Ooh. talked about it with the Borg Nine episode. Mm-hmm. But that bro- that fucking Bronson, Meyer? Bronson oh. is exactly the one being imitated by Hank Azaria. <laughs> oh, for that, sure, yeah, from that, that, from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> when I think of people waiting in line mm-hmm. for something like that, or when I see people standing in line mm-hmm. to get like a video game console at day one, I just think of this scene, just like. Money you made work in. It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. With this time you spent waiting in line here. We make fun. Someday I'm gonna, I, I had a else. stupid stand-up bit for that fucking brief period I was doing that shit <laughs> about the awful line culture mm-hmm. in this city. Oh, and yeah. I, and I, do, I do a ton of shit from the Itchy and Scratchy episode and this that I think of every single time. Yeah. There's a new iPhone or a pizza or a croissant that's <laughs> avocado toast. Yeah. Let's, let's, I mean, but we, the, I, I have literally gone to the avocado toast uh, restaurant. You millennials and your we, avocados. We, we live in a world now where you can get the best tickets for anything just by being online when they go on sale. Yeah. 1993, you yeah. had to wait, so or awful. you had to maybe you could call for a ticket, but yeah. that's a gambit. Like you don't know if you you might just get a busy signal and be like. Shit, out of luck like i remember in like the late 90s mm-hmm. waiting in line for wrestling tickets wow. like, sti- like at like the stadium at the sti- sitting outside of nassau coliseum like the night wow. before camping out and I then i get with, like like fourth row seats for raw or whatever. i did that one time with rem tickets on the fucking monster tour uh, inarguably <laughs> rem's greatest album <laughs> oh, sure. what's the frequency kenneth and uh, a hurricane blew the roof off oh. and i never went oh. so I, I never waited in line for tickets yeah. again wow well Though I'm going to poke holes in Just Ant the Ticket Guy's logic. With the money he made working, that assumes Homer's job is hourly. But I think his job is salaried. So, you know. This also could be a Monday morning. He could have been waiting outside (laughs) for the weekend. And that's. You know, the, the, next, money. the next joke is a total I think it comes from the mind <laughs> of David Merkin one guy buys the tickets with giving them $10 up front and Billy's just like ah oh, sure you know and then <laughs> he walks away and then takes all 19,000 30,000 30, yeah and that's not what 30,000 tickets and, looks like which that implies that everyone you see yes. in the stadium later in the show all bought it from <laughs> that guy yeah. or like one of his many subordinates I, yes. I, I feel like this is a ring of some sort and that tickets to a quote unquote professional football game are like the fucking Chuck E. Cheese style <laughs> Like a in a point. big round thing. That's why no, I feel like no, this is a minor no. league team. Yeah, maybe so. But there, I mean, arena football couldn't sell thirty thousand tickets. <laughs> like, it's either college ball yeah. or or pro. But that guy, I think, also just cut in line in front of Homer yeah. too. Like because he couldn't have actually been waiting next to Homer the entire time. He's just standing there yeah. with the head on. He's such a sneaky guy. Yeah. I think he probably cut in front of Homer. And Homer's so stupid he would have. He, he would forget anyway. he was first in line. And Homer is just screwed. And then comes a joke that. Honestly, I, I have in there. There's a joke about "Don't worry, be happy," which feels like the oldest, like hack-ass joke ever. In I, I cringed. Yeah, yeah but, I just love it because it's such a weird song. Well, here, here the let's listen to the comparison here. I actually have both what? songs Ooh, together. Thank you. That was Bobby McFerrin's new one. I'm worried. Need money. Yeah, it's, it's one of the first songs I remember liking as a kid. I, yeah, I was as like, a kid, as a little, little comedy little nerd, kid. as a little comedy nerd, like Robin Williams, Chevy Chase, and mm-hmm. who was it, Martin Short? I, don't I forget, like Billy Crystal, maybe. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like comedians that are in my wheelhouse in like the late eighties. They're dancing I, around, having some dad 80s. fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. with with Bobby McFerrin, but it was one hit wonder. It, it was also one of the most prominent one hit wonders was, that I was aware. of. It was of. heard everywhere all the time, it, and kids could sing it. It was a very kid yeah. uh, kid friendly song. It was close to a children's song. I mean, and the rest of his music is unlistenable mm-hmm. yes well i mean he got super into well he was like a 
He's uh, a jazz dude. Like yeah, a jazz skip scap. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I, I've ever heard that I like that is the Pink Panther theme. Wait a minute, the Pink Panther. It's a, it's a Hakuna Matata ripoff of the song. Oh my god! <laughs> it means no worries. Oh my god! But yeah, the "Don't worry, be happy" was it was a stale ass joke to do. But I it was. I'm worried. Need money? If you had a hit single in the fucking '80s, you're set for life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I did. I want to replay it one more time here. I'm certain this is Dan Castellaneta doing it, and I feel like he was just goofing around <laughs> to fill time. It's, but I want to give him... He's like clapping or like hand-boning or something. You can hear him like listen slapping closely. in here. Listen. <laughs> I heard it. That was Bobby McFerrin's new one. I'm worried. Need money. It's so kind of haunting. I, it's a terrible <laughs> reference, but it sounds like one of the bosses in Nights it, in a Dream. What I love is it doesn't <laughs> even sound like it's the end of a song it sounds like the whole song yeah. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a fucking like a walgreens halloween party yeah. thing. <laughs> eh, so i don't know there's like, there's it's, better it, jokes it in this sticks episode. out as a very odd joke yeah. i think yeah but that's when homer finds out that he could call in and win some tickets mm-hmm. that's how i learned about severe tire damage at age 11 <laughs> i never knew that's what those reversed uh, things were for i would see mean. jokes about those 20 years before i'd ever experienced them in real life yeah. because no one wants us or they might be Giants live album yeah. <laughs> but Homer's doze when he r- rolls over it yeah which sounds like shaving a haircut but with doze oh, man. <laughs> I wish I'd capture that <laughs> don't, oh, don't, don't, don't. well it's just in tune with this tire mm. though Homer has a watch on in that scene for no mm. reason like it's a weird time mm. th- of seeing him with the watch on design but he finds out Ned wins it instead yeah. of him and then it cuts to an Eddie Money song which feels like that is a expensive joke like that was clearly they thought of that joke before animation like homer mm. is accurately air guitaring to yeah. it in time excellent guitar riff. i have to i feel like that was one of the things cut for syndication it was for me. it totally was because yeah. the first time i ever saw this episode was in syndication because mm. i missed it the, like the two times it aired and i just i thought like watching this i'm like this is long and really not that funny <laughs> so i'm kind of glad it uh <laughs> didn't make it it's an easy joke to cut i can tell you about the other cut later on and it's a way worse cut but okay. this one was uh I, I have fine with me i mean i like that scene just because it goes from him being sad he didn't get two tickets to getting two yeah. tickets to paradise and, yeah like i think i've probably only seen it on dvd this episode on dvd once or twice so i thought for a second like they were doing like the they're playing two tickets to paradise, and he starts like he his lip quivers. And I thought this is going to be another one of those like when you call like the uh, child hotline and they play uh, <laughs> cats in the cradle and people start cry- and Homer starts crying. It's like oh, this is a Homer's crying because he doesn't have two tickets to paradise, but he tr- turns it around. Uh, yeah, you know what? That did feel like more of a season two type yeah. two or three joke of instead. Homer just stops caring yeah. and just gets in the song, which they didn't do with those ones before. So then they go to like Homer worried he's a loser, and then mm-hmm. Bart kind of like it's it's kind of like them talking about the dumbening episode mm-hmm. before and the the failure of a male Simpson passed on from air to air. Bart goes, "You were a loser. Your father was a loser. It's genetic, man." Dope. <laughs> the dough really seals the deal. And this is when Lisa perfectly describes what the Shelbyville rivalry is. So special about this game anyway. It's just another chapter in the pointless rivalry between Springfield and Shelbyville. They built a mini mall, so we built a bigger mini mall. They made the world's largest pizza, so we burned down their city hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they swore they'd get us back by spiking our water supply, but they didn't have the guts. The walls are melting again. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the... 
I think this is the third drug trip at mm. this point. So Lisa uh, drank the water yeah. at Duff the Gardens. Duff Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> Bart drank the squishy. Mm-hmm. And so now Marge is going on a drug trip here. But this is with an actual drug, not, mm-hmm. yeah. not bad water or Wait. sugar. This is some fast-acting LSD. She's instantly <laughs> tripping. As an aspiring druggie in the <laughs> 90s, we kept very careful track of how many. And it, it, some it, like Before it hit 10 seasons, every single <laughs> Simpsons family member had tripped balls. Oh, even Maggie? Even Maggie, yeah. Homer's a couple seasons away from his yeah. Quetzal Sakatanango <laughs> pepper. But uh, yeah, that was uh, spiking the water supply and burning out City Hall like that. Th- those are criminal offenses. Yeah. The National Guard would That's be like called. like Alabama-Auburn for- rivalries. <laughs> that ESPN 30 for 30 you about the, the rivalry insane. is so amazing. War Eagle. I'm gonna poison your fucking tree. How about that? It's really happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so then Homer prays for ticket. God, if you really are God, you'll get me tickets to that game. Hi, Lee. Ho, neighbor. Want to go to the game with me? I got two tickets. Why do you mock me, oh Lord? Homer, that's not gone. That's just a waffle that Bart tossed up there. I know I shouldn't eat thee, but. <laughs> Sacrilegious! <laughs> there's so much uh, going on with that joke that I just it's love. The best. Yes, yeah. there's so there's so one that God apparently listens to his prayers <laughs> and gives him them, but it's cursed of Flanders and just slamming it in Flanders' face. And also, Homer thinks God is a waffle on his ceiling. <laughs> yes, that, that's is that what he's always thought of? Yeah. It is a barrage of jokes. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, and the sound of the waffle coming off uh, the ceiling, and he great. eats it. Oh, and he eats it. So and sacrilegious. Yeah, it's sacrilegious. Too. And the waffle is an adaptation of a Simpsons writer's room joke Mm. as well, which is that uh, in the Simpsons writer's room back then, there was caramel stuck to the ceiling. (laughs) Some writer stuck a bunch of caramel on the ceiling. If you look in the Itchy and Scratchy writer's room in the front, the caramel is drawn on there. That's that's the way they describe that writer's room, too. Just like, not real food, but piles of candy. Wonka style. And so, in a 1998 TV Guide celebration of the Simpsons, where they were just interviewing writers about a lot of things, they asked Conan about it and uh, this is what he remembers from the show some writer had mashed a big blob of caramel chews onto the ceiling and others had stuck stuff into it Mm. no one ever bothered to take it down it may still be there it's probably now it's an historic landmark there's probably a plaque on it so but that waffle is nothing compared to like the sandwich that he ate because (laughs) if you think about it it's just been on the ceiling which is probably one of the cleanest places in a house that's right not a lot of dust in the ceiling uh well and then homer like bart must have put it up there that day. Yeah. Like it yeah. was not, Mark no. would have got it already. Yeah, you would think she would. <laughs> yeah. Why would Homer think? Boy, there's a you lot. You do need her. Homer. I, there's a lot. That's we a, can do an episode about this joke. Insane yeah. amount of jokes. The point is, March. What did she say? Like she spends 23 hours a day in this house. Yeah, yeah. Like, for me. The point is, that a waffle is better than God. earlier. <laughs> the waffle was better. Comment about that, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so then Homer contemplates murder. And is going to. He's, he's waiting outside of Flanders' house. Like, this is the most evil Homer's been. Yeah. Oh, Flanders, I decided I'd like to go to the game with you. Well, get out the Crayolas and color me tickled pink. Ooh, what's with the lead pipe? Are you going to get my noggin a flogging? Well, yeah. 
Just hear a laugh over that. Though, as he's, l- very, he's very okay yeah. with the idea that he was almost murdered. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, knocked unconscious. Yeah. Like, maybe not killed, but cracking <laughs> your head. Like, that would break his skull mm-hmm. being hit in the head with a lead pipe. Like, I don't know. It always disappears yeah. in Final Fight for me. Though, <laughs> as we'll discover in, like, a scene, Flanders has a friend on the team. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised, like, no, but neither side reached out and just... Ned would tickets. never cash humble, in on, no. the, on, his, on the Lord's work. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's even a football fan in particular. Mm. Not really. Like, no. He wasn't even aware. He He's more interested thing. in the tax deduction than <laughs> yeah. the actual tickets. Well, I, I picked up on this dynamic this time while watching it where... In the beginning of this episode, you think Flanders is going to be the annoying friend for Homer because mm-hmm. he is annoying him in the beginning. Like, he's embarrassed of Flanders, but mm-hmm. soon Homer becomes the annoying friend in mm-hmm. Flanders' life as opposed to the other way around. It mm-hmm. teaches Flanders he should never have wanted to be Homer's friend. Yeah. And so they arrive at the game, and then I, it's weird that Homer's worried about being seen with Ned, I guess, because it would be there's, an assumption. There's that some he's stigma on, a on Ned? Well, that it's it that would mustache. Be... People are saying he's hiding something. <laughs> I, I feel like because Homer and Ned are both married, that being seen together yeah. would be read as gay it's a real pen situation. <laughs> you can only have uh, lunch with or, or dinner with your wife. But so. but meanwhile, like Lenny and Carl aren't worried about being seen yeah. together. And so like we spent the past two seasons, like Homer's becoming friends with Lenny and Carl more and more, and Barney less. You would have think he would have been on their ticket situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a uh, maybe they only got those tickets through the Stonecutters. Oh. That's right. I, I'm I'm creating all this kid canon here. Actually, now we do have American robot cars, just as as the Simpsons dreamed of, and they're slightly less dangerous <laughs> than in this thing. Though, again, continuity error. If that American robot car did smash into something, why, when they're leaving the game, is the car perfectly fine? Is this Carson. Ned's car that it's he's gorgeous. driving? Yeah. Ned's car gets fucked up a million yeah. times in this episode (laughs) well he gets one car and then he gets a new car and then also gets fucked up such a special kind of car i can't wait to get it (laughs) all right i like seeing the burns appearance the setup that he owns a team and that he definitely would cripple a child like just happily this was cut out of syndication and i missed this part because it was really good i love the his hand motion for i crippled it myself like the way his hands back and forth and this is a babe ruth reference right like i'm gonna hit like i'm gonna point to the sky it's where i'm gonna hit the ball for the little kid in the hospital and Uh, early millhouse being hurt uh terrible it's it's when they realize that you can do a joke about cruelty to a child if it's Millhouse. As long as it's Millhouse, yes. Millhouse doesn't count. <laughs> like if that joke was even like if that joke was like Sherry or Terry or even 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 Wendell, even Ooter. Yeah, Ooter. Yeah, like well, Ooter. I feel like they could be. Yeah. yeah. As we learn later, nobody likes Millhouse. Nobody <laughs> likes Millhouse. <laughs> so I feel like it would have been pretty easy for Quimby to find out who ate his food. Here's the thing. Just... I feel like there. That joke is missing a, like another segment because yeah. like find out who did this. Nobody does this to Quimby. They all stand up and then nothing happens. I feel yeah. like there should have been a beating or something happened to Homer. Homer sh- or Homer should have pointed at somebody else and yeah. sold somebody else out. It's like a know? setup with no punchline. I mean, it's funny that he's eating the food, but there's no there's no like follow up to it. Yeah. And I do hate beach balls at uh, events, what? but. Uh, they, they're distracting yeah. from stuff. I'm trying to enjoy this. They're, I don't want to yeah. see a dumb in a people. sports game where there's practically nothing happening ever. It was like so they uh, well, after WrestleMania, wrestling. yeah, in a sports yes. game. Might yeah, be. No, I yeah. sound like our, a real our fan. sport, but sports entertainments. <laughs> uh, yeah, like after WrestleMania this year, like people were throwing beach balls around and it was distracting from the matches. And it's like 
These people are like hurting their, like putting irreparable damage on their bodies. They're shirtless men dancing. And you're Just throwing respect. a fucking beach ball around. I love beach balls. Look, waves are fine, yeah. or the Mexican wave, it's called outside of huh? America. I've heard, I've watched so many. They talk about people doing the wave at wrestling events on wrestling podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to. And like two of my favorites are uh, one is OSW Review. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the boys in Ireland. Yeah. And another is Botchamania. But but both of those, they're also huge Simpsons fans, all yeah. those guys, so maybe they're even listening to this right now. <gasps> uh, but anyway, they on the show will call it the Mexican wave. They'll be like, is, and they're all yeah. doing the Mexican wave. I was like, oh, I guess outside of British the United States. Friendly, the, yeah. friendly, friendly wave at your... Uh, I wonder if it's again. a soccer <laughs> thing. Like yeah. They didn't see it until a soccer game in Mexico uh, or something, and maybe I mean, that's what popularized hmm. it in outside of the U.S., but I, but so well, anyway, speaking of Mexico. I love how Homer says, "Here comes fun." <laughs> and then, yes. but, speaking of Mexico, yeah, one of yes. their oh, most that's... well-known yes. imports to America, <laughs> I think. Ooh, you brought me a nacho hat. <laughs> Thanks, Ned. Nacho, nacho man. I want to be a nacho man. God damn it. I, I had not attended a lot of sports games at this point in my life. I assumed the nacho hat was real, but a few I years searched. later, I was like, this is so impractical. No one could wear this. You could not really eat out of I it did, while it's on your head. I did the stupidest amount of research on the nacho <laughs> hat. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not focused on enough to be just something they met. For me... It doesn't see they, they don't focus on it long enough for it to be something they made up. Mm-hmm. It seems like this is something you all know exists, right? That's why well, the song's funny. I think it's definitely. I believe it's a joke about just the escalation of specialty foods that are. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Sports. It's the most yeah. basic comic book cartoon food you can imagine: That's, wieners, I mean, burgers, chicken fingers. On a previous episode, like in season two, there was a joke about Homer getting something with triple chocolate. When not, that's mm-hmm. a real thing, I feel like they're like, well, "Isn't this ridiculous? He's wearing a nacho hat." I've yeah, never I, seen a nacho hat in real life. I'm sure. This they made it up. Oh yeah, uh, oh, now. Yes, it but, never exi- well, but if you Google it now, a lot of other people have recreated like, the nacho. Sure hat. Made flaming be, yeah. and stuff. They're not meant to be worn. Like no! you put it on the table and like, hey, look, it's a nacho hat. The well, fries are I, very hot. I, I saw a lovely woman named Cota Freud's made her own specialty <laughs> one, but the but though the difference in hers was it was it was like salsa in there, mm-hmm. which clearly in the animation you can see it is cheese. Mm-hmm. It seems to only be cheese, or yeah. at the very least, it is a very cheesy salsa. I would or not chili. put hot cheese in my head. I yeah, I'm just trying to picture. I I would love it if Reddit did the science on this, but like <laughs> any like hat made like that where the liquid is in the center, wouldn't yeah. it uh, uh, like it eventually just down and sag down skull. and go through? And yeah. it's like. Then you the the nacho hat's ruined. So and let alone the baking of the yeah. chip itself. I, I don't know what kind of oven. Maybe if you made the inside of the hat out of a tortilla. No, I, I'm no case of scientist, but I must <laughs> say Again, the well, real answer is it's a cartoon. Yeah. Well, Ned is very Ned is also very nice because. You would think with stadium prices, especially oh, yeah. if this is an NFL game, something like the Nacho Hat would cost yeah. $75. It would, it would be a big investment. And at this point, he is still really tolerating Homer. He's not yeah, showing yeah. the cracks in his friendly facade yet. Well, and then Homer, they also then will have a joke about the giant pile of garbage in front of Homer while mm-hmm. he's eating, which... That is thousands of dollars of food at it's a it's a fat guy joke, but like Ned must be spending that money or yeah, something. I don't I went I don't ever go to popular music or sporting events. I went to WrestleMania and drank my ass off and didn't care about how much I spent. But as a lark, I went with a friend to Dolly Part a Dolly Parton show and a bottle of Lagunitas. Uh, IPA, $22. Oh, my it God. It was $22. Oh, for I hope you butt-chugged that. <laughs> oh, That's the best way to get at that alcohol. Oh, you butt-chugged that, Shug. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did love how how Homer had rhythm to his break off dunk and eat the nacho yeah. within that to, song to the village people. Yes, song. he has clearly yeah. eaten out of a nacho hat before. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like how he holds his tummy while he's eating <laughs> it too. Like it's a very jolly pose. I, I don't know if they were trying to emphasize that, but an extravagant gift from his friend yes. Ned Flanders. Yeah. Like that was that was probably fifty ninety four dollars nineteen ninety four dollars <laughs> for the food. Now a compliment I'll give to the animators is that when they have the chant of "Stan, Stan, he's <laughs> our boy," mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he that, can't do it. That the audience. It's all saying it at the same time. They're like drawing 50 different faces saying it. Yeah. And when they all take the pause together to think of the next word, like, I feel like you can see thought in their faces. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all moving around and not in unison. They're like looking at one another. I think yeah. Merkin tend to punish the animators with lots of crowd oh, scenes. Man. And this one, I was like, just, I was feeling for the animators. There were so many people moving <laughs> yeah. at yes. once and lots of like great football animation. Too. Yes. And, uh, like, very realistic. Having yeah. watched uh, Duckman mm-hmm. before where you can see the difference between it was nice to be able to juxtapose 1990s traditional hand-drawn animation cable mm. and network. Yeah. Because that whole sequence is something Duckman oh, yeah. never could have done. No, yeah. no. I feel like even the name with Dan the Boy Taylor is mm-hmm. a joke about sports nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it should be Dan the Man. The man. And it's yeah. Stan. <laughs> There's a baseball player, Stan the Man Marshall. Oh, I forget the last name, and someone I, will correct me. Whatever you're going to say, I'm going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so then... They win, the the Atoms win, and mm-hmm. then Homer lays a big kiss on Ned, which I think is when Ned, the cracks start to oh. show right then. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> losers, losers, yeah. kiss my big Springfield behind, Shelbyville. <laughs> Woo! Ha-ha! I am invincible! Invincible! You <laughs> <laughs> was, was that the keg? Yeah. Homer, Homer's dead. Yeah. I like I mean, how Homer goes, ooh. Uh, why would they let you bring a keg into a sports game? Uh, I, I believe that's against regulation. Maybe it was one of the concession guys. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, maybe it was that. He it, took it off of his back and then threw it over. I retract my question. Were they sitting on the visitor's side or something? They or were what? in the front row. Okay. Well, I mean, boy, it didn't say where the stadium was. I thought it was Springfield. Okay. I, I think, would like to yeah, say yeah. if you if you're one of those people who uh, is – Fortunate enough to meet me in public. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what happens. I have Homer to Ned here. I don't ever meet anybody that I like, and I t- I'll talk to you for too long, and I'm going to do it. But Homer Homer even gets the ball of the, the game ball yeah, because Ned is insane. friends with the now born again Stan, yeah. the boy. I'm led to believe this is important. He's always game. wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> that he has been born again and found religion and, and gives Homer the ball. I think. I they say they changed the stitch face line or it had originally been like Bali or something. I like stitch face. Stitch face is great, stitch yeah. Good. I, and that he it sounds like a mad ball. Surprisingly, <laughs> correctly counted the number of kids he had. Me too. He always remembers. He always dis- forgets about Maggie. It's just like we have we have three children, Homer. <laughs> All right, the baby and uh, the dogs. Uh, then Homer is proud to be friends with Ned, and that's where that's where the opening line of this episode I used. came What do you say? I don't know. Something about being gay. <laughs> I just like that. That's great. Uh, but so then Homer is so ready to ditch his entire family for Ned. He's all aboard the Flanders train, and he even goes to Flanders' house, where yeah. Ned has things much better than Homer. Yes, that he... Yes. That, well, we return to the Ned rumpus yeah. room. Yeah. And we get to see... Uh, it's something that's always made me worry about when playing pool is like, am I leaning over mm. too hard? Yeah. I don't know. You gotta like, use the bridge, dog. Yeah. Come on, you don't know your billiards. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Oh, but also another continuity error. Uh-oh. 
when Homer takes down their wedding photo of Marge and Homer, that's not how their wedding was when they got married. Exactly. They, they weren't dressed that way. <laughs> they they didn't have a big wedding cake, but it, they just wanted it, it funny like, that Homer removes the but wedding But they weren't at Shotgun Pete's. Come on. Exactly. I did like, as someone who grew up in a Catholic school, going to Catholic school, I did like the bad uh, animation on the very Christian cartoon because oh, yeah. um, I was not on board the Catholicism train. I was sort of just an agnostic kid and the school was better than the public schools. But I was pushing it. Yeah. But whenever you would see Christian entertainment, there was something off about it. Like, yeah. this is a little cheaper. This is a little too preachy. With and, the exception yeah. of McGee and Me. I yeah. A little slight shout out to McGee and Me. And, of course, Super Book and Flying House, Japan's <laughs> contribution to but, I mean, Christian the anime, propaganda. Those don't count. The animation and of Davy and Goliath did not stand up to Gumby. But this is, this, this, this is how I grew up. With My grandmother would buy me all this Christian entertainment. And I couldn't... I feel like there was a show about sheep. I couldn't find it. I well, tried. Well, the, the voice is more the Davy. Yeah. yeah. But I like the how... Sin of Envy. I like how they're very clearly told the animators in Korea, like, do this bad. Like, That's no, all well and good for sheep. What are we to do? Only have one mouth movement open and have no in-between when his head goes up and down. And yeah, that Rod and Todd are better than, their, yeah. are better I, I, than the sheep. I would actually... I could do a really fun article about 1990s Christian entertainment hmm. and it is way more high budget than you would think oh, it yeah Bible man stuff Bible like man that. if you've ever heard of the singer Carmen no nobody has no. but he was one of the prominent religious singers of the oh, 90s yeah I know totally about that and, about, and like, like the music videos are the insane witch's house and stuff like that yeah, yeah. devil bite the, Satan bought the dust oh man Carmen's fantastic it's please an, look up it's, Carmen it's some of the most insane production values the world doesn't even know about <laughs> because they're given money for people for beliefs like right. it, it, people are willing to fund these things <laughs> insanely wow uh, yeah. I have never heard of that I love Superbook and Flying House my grandmother bought that Superbook I knew oh, yeah. Superbook yeah. I love Jesus anime but I, <laughs> this is not working audio but I love the smash cut from like you need to meet my family, Ned, and the door yeah. to Mo just slams oh. open. <laughs> also, all the jokes about the locked out channels. Yeah. Like David he's still Mer- paying for them too. <laughs> David Merkin is so obsessed with the locking out of TV channels yeah. and the sa- like. Which he is, got this really mad starting. about the V chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got really that was still kind of common in some of the households I was in because you couldn't get some of the Christian stations I mean, on your regular yeah, cable that's, you needed a satellite dish that's what I figured that he had to get that satellite mm-hmm. dish to get like channel 300 yeah. which was TBN the, yeah, TBN or TBN, whatever TBN baby I just remember well it was a couple years after this episode mm-hmm. but we got a uh special cable box mm, okay. with magical powers. Uh, and my parents <laughs> locked out uh, Playboy and Spice, but uh, I realized if you unplugged and then plugged back in, uh, I could make... Uh, life hack. I could mm. lock those channels, but I knew the password. Ooh, yeah. man, you were smart. You were ready of, for that soft core action. Yeah, yes. non-penetrative well, sexiness. No, it was around the time when Spice was uh, changing their ways. So. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. so did they show the money shot? They never did. Okay, no. they never did. I'm Playboy. embarrassed by how much I masturbated to Playboy videos. <laughs> it seems um, ridiculous. They're like had no other options. They're video game loading screens with the occasional tit. They're, what were you? What else were you going to watch? Like E's Wild yeah. On? Like the, <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah, commercials for Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, the Brook era, not the Terror Reader. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, but uh, yeah, about the the pool table part mm-hmm. when Homer breaks it and says, "Now nah, you got a lawsuit on your hands." That mm-hmm. was a when I worked at Game Pro. Like anytime we knocked over something or something. <laughs> Broke, we would just go, 
Now nah, you got a lawsuit on your hands. <laughs> Would you say the just kidding afterwards? No. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm shocked Homer did. Yeah. Well, you got to. He must have really liked Flanders. He's trying to be a little nicer. Yeah. Also, seeing Maude in this episode makes me sad. I'm just like, man, mm. I wish you weren't dead. It it's fun. it's the one episode where she, I think she's utilized very well. Because mm. she's not normally. Well, they killed her off partially because they're like, you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like, kind of like a, sc- a they scold. Are, they are continuing on the lust Homer has for her from the. Uh, the yeah, I, I love that line about her, but we'll get to it later. But, but it is, yeah, I think they felt like, well, we've got Maude and Helen Lovejoy. That seems redundant. The Simpsons will be right back. Thank you guys so much for listening. Wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel Premium Delightful Mystery Box featuring six to eight items and an exclusive shirt. We always refer to Geek Fuel like a birthday present you give yourself or as a gift to a loved one every single month because Geek Fuel is all about brightening up your day once a month with cool goodies featuring your favorite stuff like Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Pop Figs, Zelda, Halo, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Futurama. The list goes on and on, ranging from pint glasses, cards, posters, shirts, comic books. And each box is guaranteed to contain $50 worth of stuff. And Geek Boxes start for as little as $14 plus shipping and handling. If that weren't enough, you can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and receive a bonus Star Wars item worth $20 absolutely free. If you're looking to put a pep in your geeky step, consider Geek Fuel. And if you want that free Star Wars item, head to geekfuel.com slash laser time. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Uh, I have never stayed at an Airbnb where you knock on the door and it's just old oh, couple living yeah. here and they, they hey. will be here the whole time yeah. and you're... And wait a minute, who else is coming here? Yeah, you got some bikers coming in tomorrow. Like bikers are staying in your son's room. We're staying in your old daughter's room, and you'll be here the whole time. Hmm. We, we get back from dinner. Old Northern California hippies <laughs> are they swingers? Bikers are like the ultimate swingers. It all, all of it, like my the, old ladies, your old lady. We built a waterfall. You guys feel free to get in the jacuzzi anytime you want. We yeah. bought a jacuzzi just for you. Flop your wieners out. So yeah, no fly. bathing suit required. Get in. <laughs> We like a we like a nice human lather going. And they never said that. <laughs> I walk in and I had the swinger thought in the back of my mind, and I just turn and look at the television, and it's just like just nothing but nudity on the oh, television. Oh my gosh! And I went, I like sort of like hustled back to the room, <laughs> faint slapping in the other room. It wasn't because they both because they both like I, I can see the TV in the backs of their heads, and they both sort of turn around and smile. Hello, and I'm uh. looking like nudity mm-hmm. great out of here don't even look and i told Would my girlfriend like about wine? it <laughs> like i don't know if you should go out there i think they want to do it with us i have to go to the fucking bathroom which i'm sharing with bikers in like hippy dippy suburbia hmm. uh and i go back out there and like yes that was nudity hmm. but that's just one of those i've never seen it before discovery channel oh. naked and nude and survival shows oh, okay. and that's why it's eight they, Otherwise, I just assume the the sun's still out. There shouldn't be nudity on television. Yeah. Yeah.
Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Bob mentioned that they headed over to Moe's where Ned sees a familiar face. Hey, everyone. Hey. <laughs> I'd like to introduce Ned Flanders, my best friend. Hey, I don't want no people in here with their evils of alcohol rap. Wait a second. You're the man at the hospital who reads to sick children. And truly, she was my friend, Flicka. <laughs> If this gets out, the next words you say will be muffled by your own butt. <laughs> I, I hope every book he reads does end with a title. Yes, I, <laughs> he has a titular line of everything he's reading. Yeah. Uh, and we truly were Moby Dick. <laughs> so in the animation, you can clearly see Mo is saying muffled by your own ass. Yeah, he's mouthing no, ass. True, and I think they had to right. pull back on the swearing after a certain point. They yeah. had to be selective. I But I like this joke. I like the jokes of Mo being secretly nice more so than... Mo secretly like has someone imprisoned beneath him. Mm, yeah. like that. it's clever. Yes, because yeah. we've seen that we've already seen the surly side of Mo, mm-hmm. and so why not make him a secret, a closeted nice person? <laughs> yes, that he loves reading books to people. Mm-hmm. He just can't not. And I also love the Barney, the Barney. Like, hi, hi. That's the most low energy Barney. <laughs> he represented everyone, by the way. Yeah. No one else said shit. But so my friend Flicka, oh god, uh, it was it was a 1941 book, then made into a 1943 film and 16 Hallmark movies, uh, which was about a young boy who he wanted to get into horse racing, but his father, his strict father, felt he wasn't ready for it. Stugation. Yet. And so there was a uh, there was a wild horse that he wanted to raise, and he's like that that horse is too wild, and and the kid is like, no, I can help him, father, I can, and. And so they made it into the 1943 film was the big hit. And the star of it was a young Roddy McDowell. Whoa! Good morning, Flicker. Now listen, Flicker. Dad's coming down to look at you, so be a good girl and don't run away, will you? Well, she does look good. Fine, Tim. Yes, sir. Cups are all healed up except for the one on the right front leg. Yeah. <laughs> a young Cornelius <laughs> slash Caesar? I know. Is that oh, I can't think of film. him as a child actor. I love that all the all the times the t- title is written in that, it's all in caps so it looks like it says, my friend fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You're right. But the, the, the Flicka, they remade it in a gender-bent version starring a woman in the lead role. Oh. Right, a they girl knew I was going to see the movie. Role. Well, yeah, I mean... It surprised me when I looked this up. I had always, just knowing the title of My Friend Flicka and thinking like, okay, it's a horse story. Mm-hmm. These are four girls and it is, so clearly it must star a girl mm-hmm. in the lead. So when you find out like, no, it's a boy and who wants to raise I, a I'm horse. I'm actually so shocked like, to know What that. a boy. Yes. Yeah, what a boy. <laughs> what kind of a name is Flicka anyways? <laughs> well, and they got somebody as manly as Roddy McDowell to play <laughs> too. A manly young boy. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm Waka Flicka Flames. Mm. <laughs> in case you ever wonder what My Friend Flicka was, I, I wish it was public domain because huh. I wanted to see what the last line of the book is if it is the one Mo said but I was like I am not, not buying a yeah. copy I'm not kindling this even for a dollar I'm mm. not going to do it then Homer gets home I like where he says like later sex later <laughs> sex and he goes into Ned's house and just steals their food and yes. just gently nibbles he walk he like climbs in the window the, it is so rude like yeah. this is jerk ass Homer like first saying 
later sex, like just completely later ignoring sex. Marge, like later sex. I mean, he's jerk ass to, to Marge, but I think he's like, oh, we're friends. I can just come over. I mean, I feel like his, his intent is not to be a jerk with Climbs Ned. It's just the like, window, yeah. Takes food off of people's plates. Yeah, I like how he, he like he nibbles it like he does on the raft on in uh, yeah. Boy Scouts in the Hood. <laughs> Take tiny bites. <laughs> and I also like the what, what Homer's reaction to charity. Uh, Homer, I, I'd love to treat you, Jack, but tonight's the night I do my charity work. Oh, yeah. The judge made me do that once, too. Stupid lack of public urinals. Hey, just so you don't have to suffer alone, I'm coming with you. Oh, well, that, that sounds super duper. Oh, poor Ned. That music, I only hearing it in audio is finally my I was like, oh, that music cue is very mm. important there. Yeah, like, it lets you know what Ned is feeling. And this tell, is not yeah. a good time for also him. Also that he's saying just super duper, not like super, super diddly duper. duper. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's no, no diddly, diddly there. <laughs> yeah. that the, and that Homer would think the only reason someone would do charity is if a judge forced him <laughs> to do it. It's and, kind of why yeah. I have so much community service yeah. experience. <laughs> so we're going to get to the scene at the homeless shelter, but there's a cut scene that popped up when I was watching this. I saw this. that too. And uh, so we do a uh, season end special at the end of every season for Patreon people only. Mm -hmm. And I think for this one, I want to make it happen and I will. I want to go through all the Mm cutscenes in season five because this is when they start putting the cutscenes on the DVD, Mm -hmm. every single one. They Mm -hmm. kept them from season five onward. And there's one great scene in this homeless shelter where Principal Skinner is there for some reason. It's really good. And he's talking about how his mother has a date. And and then he's like, what what could they be doing at 8 (laughs) p.m.? Harry Shearer goes hard on Yes. And he is screaming at the top of his lungs as Skinner. Yes, it's yeah. great. And I want to I want to revisit all of these cutscenes in our end of the season special. We yeah, do. and it's great on the DVD. You can turn on the deleted yeah. scenes and then just the image will appear in the bottom right hand corner. Mm-hmm. And if you press enter or whatever, it'll mm-hmm. start playing. And, and we in the time it would have appeared in the episode. We did miss one with Mr. Burns in which uh, they're dumping champagne <laughs> on him. He's talking about how he's, it's getting into his eczema cracks in his skin. It's burning me. Yeah, it's a little gross. <laughs> Homer can't take it and he is overdoing it in the charity and throwing out soup everywhere. <laughs> so he's dressed worse and smells worse than a homeless person. Yes, that's a very... Well, do we can about the smell. And Homer is happy to take free clothes from a homeless shelter, which is, like, that's stealing. I would say, like, his outfit, that's a pretty cool outfit. Like, it is. Nowadays, I would wear that shirt. <laughs> I like that seersucker, like, yeah. crazy loud seersucker outfit, too. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> that's and, such a great scene. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite... It's not a good line, but like, let's get you changed and puts him in an awful suit in one second. So good. And then there's a paparazzo there to <laughs> what a scoop. Be, what a scoop! It's like, oh, this is front page material. A big fat man has big fat hearts. I love that headline. <laughs> That's like the best sub headline ever in a, one of the, a Simpsons newspaper, in my opinion. Uh, little thin man accused of murder. Uh, it's a robbery. Robbery. robbery yeah. yeah. Okay. They didn't go dark as yeah. murder. Like eh, murder's too harsh. <laughs> so. Then Homer is ready for the whole family to hang out. Don't you think you're spending too much time with Ned? Your family needs you, too. Oh, of course you'd say something like that, Marge. You've hated Ned for years. In fact, you wanted to bash his head in with a pipe. That was you! Love, Marge. Don't hate. Love. Flanders are a bunch of geeks, man. The Flanderses are not geeks! Okay, Rod and Todd are, and the wife has a thing for me, but she hides it behind a mask of low-key hostility. <laughs> I but love we've got to give this thing a chance. <laughs> I want the two families to take a trip together, 
this weekend. No way, Jose. Yes way. Don't worry, Bart. It seems like every week something odd happens to the Simpsons. My advice is to ride it out, make an occasional smart aleck quip, and by next week we'll be back to where we started from, ready for another wacky adventure. I carumba. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so good. I think I think that's my line of the show. Her yeah. her explaining the entire meta idea of the show. <laughs> yeah. The, the sitcom status quo is in jeopardy here, and they're worried. I sitcom it, people it, at this point ready for the, another wacky adventure. The Icaramba eighty percent of the time is tossed out to just make a joke out of Simpsons <laughs> yes. Mania. That they used to. He'll say Icaramba to be like, I used to say this. Remember <laughs> when I was a hit? When I was a cool thing? But yeah, Homer's belief <laughs> that Maude has a crush on him, like that's kind of gross. But <laughs> but in with Homer's inflated sense of self, she and, hides it behind a mask of low key hostility. <laughs> I love that line so much. Yes. And that Homer's still calling them the Flanderizes. <laughs> the Flanderizes are not geeks, and, and it is also Homer like borderline cruel, but also just stupid of like remembering that Marge tried to kill Ned, not him, <laughs> which is, is doing like, no, that was you. Love, Marge. Not okay. him. Just he, Love. Uh, so he, he forces him on a trip, and that's when we get another <laughs> of my favorite lines of this episode. Don't worry. I brought my rep and Ronnie Reagan tape. It always makes the trip ah. go faster. You know something? He did say well a lot. <laughs> I was so disappointed this had I didn't have a basis. I anything. looked it up too. I thought like this has I to mean, be real. There sort of was a thing. Yeah, there, there I mean was. it's based found, on a semi-real thing. Well, a real thing. So I did get the the Gary Trudeau of Doonesbury mm-hmm. fame. Mm-hmm. He did some TV specials what? in the 80s of political commentary and comedy. Tanner 88. Uh, so he did one that he made a rapping, uh, Rap Master Ronnie thing, which what? this is the closest thing to it, but mm. he do- they don't do the well thing. So this, <laughs> But uh, here's a little uh. bit of Rap Master Ronnie. He be trying to make the big box beat. Trying to get those voters on their feet. Get their consent. All I need is 10%. Say we want the guy's pure sex. He's the man who signs your monthly welfare checks. Wow. I listened to that whole thing, and, and there's a joke like, my son grew up wearing tights, implying that Ron Jr. is gay. Which, there was a lot of Ron Jr.'s yeah. gay jokes back then. But he's, then, not, he's but not gay, right? He is married to a woman. I mean, it doesn't I mean he's not that. gay, I but mean, yeah. He's, he's he worked for Playboy. Yes. <laughs> but he, only straight men work for Playboy. I give you a different clip that, like, this is why I believed yeah, that someone a- would have made a novelty record featuring Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to say that, that he just needs 10%. That is a very specific Ronald Reagan joke that you wouldn't hear now because it was a joke about the 84 election it was about mm-hmm. his re-election and how he said like if he could just get 10 percent of the minority vote he would definitely win mm-hmm. which um was much low that's a much higher percent than donald trump got uh, for <laughs> that's the why we have the electoral vote. college make yeah. sure the white wyoming vote trumps all of ours <laughs> thank god uh, but okay dave what <laughs> is this this is from back to future part two and this is uh ah. ronald reagan being done in max headroom style which just i, I always think of it as synonymous this was, it was a with, reference to yeah why not try to Welcome to the Cafe 80s, where it's always morning in America, even in the afternoon and noon. <laughs> Our special today is mesquite grilled yes, sushi. You must have the Caucasian special. Yes, you, you, you must have the Caucasian special. Yes, you, you must have the Caucasian special. 
yeah. mesquite grilled sushi. Yummy. <laughs> I want an '80s cafe. Too, yeah. Why? Do, why has nobody made that? Just because as like you a haven't done it yet. You, you have to bulldoze George Lucas's Mel's Diners, which yeah. are all around the goddamn city. <laughs> if I was planning a, con- a San Diego Comic Con thing yeah. for the next anniversary, Back oh, to the Future, yeah. I would build a pop up of that. I'd be like, yeah. guys, we'd be the biggest hit of Comic Con mm. if we built that. I out. have to mention this and throw everyone under the bus. Oh no! Another evidence how Simpsons has ruined our lives. I've done a billion podcasts, mm. and whenever we mention Ronald yeah. Reagan, well, both well, Dave well, and well, Brett, well, well. What, the guy was president well. for eight years. It's he like did a lot of things. He's the closest thing Republicans have to an icon, <laughs> and like, and this is mother. all you know about him. I also know mother is the fake Simpsons mother, rap yeah. album. Well, I know him for bedtime for Bonzo, but that's of course because, you too. Well, no, it's actually a very sweet story that um, I when I was born, mm-hmm. my mom uh, remembers not a ton of it but she does remember like she was in bed uh, in the hospital watching Bedtime for Bonzo on TV which is just Ronnie Reagan made in the 50s where he befriends a monkey and so whenever when I was a little kid and she'd be like it, instead of saying it's time to go to bed, it'd be like bedtime for Bonzo. Come hmm. on, my mom says that to this yeah. day to me. The dogs Aww. deeply <laughs> insulting. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a human, mom. Uh, you made me feel special. Yeah, you've heard, but those, I ain't related to no eight. <laughs> but but I, I want to point out that uh, Harry Shearer played Reagan on SNL. Yeah, Yo, oh, and right. this seems sort of based on the the whole the whole like rap novelty album mm-hmm. thing, like rapping Rodney mm-hmm. and yes. the Where's the Beef rap. Like everything had a rap. Laser yeah. Time just put up. A, oh yeah, uh, yeah, bad yeah. raps. Well, uh, just. When, songs to when, com- episode. when comedians recognize they what sampling could do for them. Hey, and- yo, I'm rapping here today, <laughs> and uh, yeah, something that rhymes with yay. I mean, <laughs> rapping Rodney, he doesn't even rap; he just no. does comedy bits, and then people Somebody sing else sings. in between that. <laughs> very. Com- Did we explore that in two well, Laser Time episodes? I you think so. Yeah. Though when you hear that Reagan thing, there you're like, wow, he sounds a lot like Burns. <laughs> like Burns's voice is <laughs> a Reagan. That's true. And. <laughs> When I think of making bad commentary on why something's funny, I'll say, he did say well a lot. Like, that's, that's the most Homer, that's the biggest amount of satire Homer gets from that. Just like, look look at all those fun. idiots. I thought of all, I thought of, the, I thought of this rapping Rodney Reagan, rapping Ronnie Reagan tape whenever people were making Breaking Bad memes with the word bitch in it with Jesse Pink. Uh, I was like, he did say bitch a lot. <laughs> I don't think Jesse said bitch. He didn't actually say season. bitch that much. Yeah, I feel like in the first season he said it a bit, and, and as he got more mature in the show, and more destroyed by Walter. He, he played Rage with a light gun. You can't do yeah. that. <laughs> so, so Ned, uh, did you guys catch the name on Ned's boat? It's yes. very funny. For the first time, thanks for the boat, Lord, too. <laughs> and I think the joke is one of his boats was destroyed, but he's still thankful. Like, thanks for the other so. boat. Yeah. He's Ned's pull- second boat. It's true. All yeah. right. And he reinforced pull- his boat, and that's why it uh, survived that <laughs> landfall. Well, and he's, yeah, God, the, lo- the twitch <laughs> on I his get a boat, face. it's going to be called Rapping Ronnie. <laughs> Rapping Ronnie Reagan. The, the twitch on his face when Homer scratches his boat like yeah. that. It's like, oh, God. Like, just he he's can't. He can't take it anymore. And then I like that they at least came up with a good reason for Marge and Lisa to mm. also be mad at the Flanders. I hope the children enjoy my special fruit punch. We got the recipe from the fruit punch advisory board. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Our boys don't eat sugar. But why would the advisory board give us bad advice? No sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but we're not allowed. Oh, it's okay. There's no sugar in pixie sticks. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> Don't hug it all, smelly head. Go to hell, sick face. Give me that sugar cake. Give me that. <laughs> 
So I hate to be the uh, spoil sport here, but sugar actually doesn't make kids go crazy. No, it doesn't. In fact, makes them fatter. I'd say. In one of the many cornholio episodes of Mm -hmm. Beavis and Butthead, Mm -hmm. they make a comment like uh, their hippie teacher's like, "That's funny. I just read a study that says sugar doesn't cause hyperactivity in people." Like they comment (laughs) on it because a lot of people were probably writing them letters. Like it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Caffeine. I mean, sugar alone Mm -hmm. doesn't make kids freak out. Mm-hmm. It helps. It, I mean, I'm sure it gives them more energy to continue oh, yeah. being active, but mm-hmm. it's not like they're snorting cocaine, yeah. as we're seeing here. Well, this give, is another yeah. drug reference, but I think. Given that their diet is exclusively cucumbers with cream cheese on it, like, yeah. I, I think it. any foreign uh, object would probably there, tip them Is there some the joke I'm missing about the Fruit Punch Advisory Board? Because I, I love it, and I'm not well, sure why. It's like a self-serving thing made to sell yeah. Fruit Punch to people. <laughs> yeah, oh, like I, the NRA. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I, I, think of that, I think of that as a very Oakley and Weinstein type joke mm-hmm. of just like the idea that Marge is, Marge so, is so fucking boring, boring. that she's yeah. like, well, how would I know how to make this <laughs> recipe? I would bet the pork council yeah. has some uh-huh. ideas. Yeah, Miss to Kool-Aid man told me. <laughs> it's like when you buy a, like a box of Rice Krispies and the, oh, yeah. the recipe's right on there. <laughs> exactly. Or like a box of Triscuits. I'm just going to eat the Triscuits themselves. Yeah. I'm not going to make these <laughs> mini pizzas. Come yeah. on. Oh, look, these Ritz crackers are nice enough on their own. I don't need it. But the, I had to double check this, but they really like, I'm going to replay this again. Let me get to the clip here. They sound like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Now you know why. <laughs> if only it was Rusie Taylor doing That's their voices the and not Nancy mm-hmm. Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so, uh, yeah, Rod and Todd are Nancy and Pamela Hayden. That's right. Oh. And Pamela Hayden is not, hasn't done duck voices. Mm-hmm. Rusie Taylor, though, was all three of them yeah. on DuckTales. Just that that was so the DuckTales voice mm-hmm. of them. I I wonder, Bob, if there might be some secret ADR in there by mm-hmm. Rusie Taylor instead of Pamela Hayden. They sound or, expensive. Or if Pamela Hayden doing just anybody who's doing a kid's voice that mm-hmm. then has uh, to get Like growly. a strained kid's voice, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's just her duck voice if she were to be asked <laughs> to do it. I, I don't know. Not anymore. you got to be an SNL or community alum to do that. <laughs> <laughs> when they do the throwing of the, the food fight, I, mm-hmm. I like that the Flanders just like they're not fighting back. They're like they're just confused. It looks like they're, they're turning yeah, physically yeah. hurt. So I when I originally saw this way back in the day, I thought like, are Rod and Todd still not on their sugar high? Like, wouldn't they want to do that? Like, they came just down. to go to hell's face. Yeah. yeah, I guess they must have come down. But that's yeah. true. But yeah, but Homer destroying Ned's car and his boat, presumably. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of these with with nice headphones on, uh-huh. and you really hear how destroyed his car gets, wow. and his car is just obliterated his car's totaled and And what did homer jump off of to land the car in the middle of the sorry land the boat on top of the car in the middle of the lot like that yeah and that homer that that homer could have killed someone easily (laughs) killed ned easily a foot of difference he would have crushed ned not or rod or todd and if only it had landed on dr hibbert's car he wouldn't have to worry about that rusty tailgate i do love that throw of the jeers to this rusty tailgate (laughs) tv guide thing and homer homer doesn't even apologize like he's Okay, cheers and cheers. I want to get into this. <laughs> uh, at one point, before, again, before the internet, even before the TV Guide channel that would tell you when things would be mm-hmm. on next, if you yeah, wanted to, if you weren't obsessive about television and what episodes are going to air when, you read TV Guide. And I did, and I loved the cheers and jeers Me section. Too. The weekly section of saying, cheers, this thing yeah. in the TV was good this week. Jeers to this thing wasn't yeah. good this week. Uh, as, so that as, empty nest spinoff. <laughs> as a uh, fake Simpsons fan who didn't start taping the show till like season four, to get those like first three seasons worth of episodes, I would have to check TV Guide and find my local ah, syndication ah, listings. Oh. Is this an episode that I've seen before or I, that I have on tape? 
No, I've got to stay home and tape it. We use the free TV guide in the newspaper. Yeah, uh-huh, that, me too. That, I, <laughs> and I lied. according to an article from TV Guide, <laughs> the first ever mention of The Simpsons in TV Guide was in Cheers and Jeers. Oh, wow. Did they get a cheer? Or July a cheer? 10th, 1989. Hmm. Cheers to the Simpsons, the cartoon clan on Fox's Tracy Ullman show. Oddball syndicated cartoonist Matt Matt, Life in Hell Graining has created a very striking, turbulent sitcom family in the animated vignettes that air between Ullman's skits. The war amongst the Simpsons will be expanding as Fox is planning on spinning off Graining's cartoon into a series of its own. That's a top drawer idea. Wow. (laughs) Are we hot? We are not. We are not. So there you go. That is uh, that is Cheers and Jeers connection to the Simpsons. There. Then let's go to the, let's go to the dark side I of a, public massacre. I have a lot to say about this. That's, I, I that's do too. It, it I look at a lot of scene. But Bob, what what did you? Okay, so Ned has a dream right. where he's killing people and shooting at them from that's a Homer. bell terror. That's Homer. That's also now, but Homer. But first, that it starts up with the same Vertigo parody from uh, the Skinner Selma episode. Principal Charming, yeah. Yeah, the going up the stairs is very Vertigo. And he's whistling Bringing in the Sheaves, yes, a Christian but, song. But it's very chilling in how specific it is of shooting from a bell tower down at people in like a park. And there's a reason for that, right? Yes. So I listened to an entire podcast about this because I'm a creep. This was the first really notable spree killing in American history. It was a 1966 University of Texas tower shooting. So this dude not named Charles Whitman. Kent State? No, 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 this no. is in Austin in like, 1966. I think not a lot of people died in the Kent State shootings. I think three. I think that was it. But um, I'll, I'll go on. Yeah, come on. I mean, uh, so uh, Charles Whitman <laughs> is the guy who killed people. Uh, he was fresh out of the Killbot factory. <laughs> he was a Marine sharpshooter. <laughs> Go to the end of the story. There was a tumor in his brain that made him insane. Oh. But he was seeing, you know, counselors. For, I have these violent impulses. I don't know what to do. And uh, one day he's like, well, I have to kill people. And I'm going to kill my mother and my wife because they can't live with the shame of me killing people. Yes. And there was no, like, we see a lot of agendas with spree killers like you were mean to me or this is for the white race. He was just like, no, I have to kill people. It's what I have to do. And then I'm going to die. So he basically goes up to the observation deck of the main tower in the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. And he's murdering people from like a quarter of a mile away. Just, with a sniper yeah. rifle as he was trained so, to like, do. No one can see where it's coming from. Yes. And yeah. it's basically like one hit. That's like huh. I yeah. shoot people that once and they fall and then I move on to the next person. So by the end of his spree, he, he oh. hurts 31 people, kills 15. Whoa. The police storm the tower and eventually kill him. But he was, mm. he was killing people on the way up the tower. And again... This guy was just a guy who had a tumor in his brain. And wow. he just one day he was like, I have to kill people. This yeah. is my mission in life. And mm-hmm. I'm going to eventually die doing this. And it was back when it was surprising to hear about a massacre. On yeah. TV, that your heart. Well, like this was this was a shock to the nation. Yeah. And it inspired so much in pop culture. And actually, mm-hmm. a shorter version of the story of Charles Whitman is mm-hmm. in Full Metal Jacket. I knew I recognized it. Do any of you people know who Charles Whitman was? <laughs> None of you dumbasses knows. <laughs> Private Cowboy. Sir, he was that guy who shot all those people from that tower in Austin, Texas, sir. That's affirmative. Charles Whitman killed 12 people from a 28-story observation tower at the University of Texas from distances of up to 400 yards. Wow. Yeah. Love you, Sergeant Hartman. <laughs> Never die, Arlie Army. The, the joke that ends this uh, this dream that Ned has is a postal worker fires back at Ned with a gun. And I want to talk about that because... <laughs> That's an equally dated thing. Uh, I'm watching it <laughs> yeah. with my girlfriend, the daughter of a 
only ever been postal worker like right. part of the postal worker community and they hate that yes. well here's the thing like there there's a documentary about the, the postal worker uh, spree crazy. killings and what happened was at some point in history around the late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. the post office as a as a company became much more corporate and mm-hmm. just like we need to treat our workers like trash we need to be profitable in which i don't think the post office should be profitable it's a miracle that we have a postal yeah. system that works it's but one of the two businesses owned by the united yeah. states government yeah and it's like they basically were turning people into computers. It's yeah. like all you're going to do is look at a machine all day, and it will, and you have to spit, it spits out numbers, and you and you pull a lever, you push a button. That's all you do, yeah. and it was making people insane. Yeah, so um, and that's what yeah. happened. I mean, this is what drove a lot of people to kill yeah. their coworkers at the post office. Yeah, we so talked like, about it in the strike episode yeah. that Nixon had to he, he passed something that allowed postal workers to demonstrate yeah. for better conditions. I feel yeah. like the postal service workers who did these killings, mm-hmm. they're not the uh, mail delivery guys. Those guys have it, but nice. it also, they get to walk outside all day wear shorts every <laughs> yeah, day of the those, year that's my girlfriend's dogs. dad's job to walk around like the richest neighborhood yeah. ever he's like he, a, lo- he loves his life yeah. that's how like, he survived the night it takes man. me 10 yeah. minutes to get to every one of these rich assholes doorsteps huh. it's awesome but well, don't dogs bite their butts every day yeah. <laughs> if you watch the documentary i think it's called going postal or going or postal or something like that you can find it on youtube oh, it's a uabo film it's great but that's yeah. the thing like it, yeah. it was a much more innocent time where two or three shootings involving postal people Inspired could, a million jokes, it, but it yeah. created it created a, a verb. Yeah, postal going postal. Going yeah. postal. It created a game postal. series and yeah. a way ball yeah. movie and like. But now we have three shootings a day. Yeah, we. It's just there's so many things. We're like, oh, more than four people died. Should be Yawn. called. Yeah, it's it, like if you look at Sandy Hook or mm-hmm. the the Pulse it's nightclub. Pulse flag, yeah, Pulse yeah. Oh, those never happen. That's just right. It's an excuse to take our guns away. Am I right? Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, comment away, fuck faces. I like him. In, <laughs> I like in the dream <laughs> that Ned doesn't kill anybody, too. It would have been a darker that, That's a little scene too much for still the really dark. Yeah. Oh, it is. It it's is. a fantasy sequence about a real mass shooting. Yeah, and that... Which, uh, by the way, should just be called, called Going American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Charles Whitman, too, he brought several guns, like food and water and supplies. He's like, I'm staying up here until someone kills me. I'm going to oh, kill like as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's pretty similar. But And I like the idea of two different... Two different parodies of mass murderers fighting each other in his dream. Like, who will win the Postal Service guy versus the sniper? I'm back around. And that uh, Also, there was, if you want to look it up, mm-hmm. uh, there was a 1975 TV movie adaptation Whoa. of this starring Kurt Russell wow. in the role of Whitman, except they call him Ramirez to get around any legal trouble. Uh, and Ned and Ned Beatty is one of the cops trying Kurt to stop Kurt Russell's him. playing an Hispanic man? Is that what you're well, saying? This felt... So it was in 75. It definitely feels like one of those things where Kurt Russell's like, I'm not Disney anymore. I'm a murderer. I'm going to play the most cold-blooded murderer in American history. Sniper wore tennis shoes. If he were to die tomorrow, he'd be bookended by Disney. (laughs) And there's also there's a 2016 documentary. I think it's just called Tower, and they talk with the survivors. I hear it's very moving and good, so I need to watch that. But this is a a very notable one of the first major American spree killings before they happen weekly. And it's funny that they would make this crazy post office joke, and then. Five years later, The Simpsons will have a joke, that, or six years later, The Simpsons will have a joke that the, the crazy postman went out with the Macarena. Yeah. So even they think it's it's a lame old joke by then. Uh, then Homer dreams he hates Ted Koppel, which is some um, 
Tech Couple is informative and witty. Mm-hmm. I like him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never experienced him. Though later Rock Bottom will reveal that Ted Koppel is a robot. Wow. If you've never heard of Ted Koppel, you were probably born during mm. the reign of Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel replaced mm. him. Essentially. All right. Then yeah. we get the creation yeah. of one of the best memes on the internet. Oh! Almost! Oh, Boy, that was close. Hey, what's up for today, Nettie? Ah! <sighs> Uh, Homer, we're going to visit the boy's grandmother. Family only, you know? Right. No reporters. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean just the Flanders family. Oh, okay. Oh, boy, Grandma! We're not going anywhere. But you said... Uh, sometimes to keep from hurting someone's feelings, we have to say things that... Aren't exactly. Lies made baby Jesus cry. That's <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Uh. They cut him off. <laughs> so cute. Between that and uh, Goodnight Uncle Homer, like, Rod and Todd are kind of adorable. Inside. They're pretty cute. Yeah. But then Homer, so Homer coming out of and then going back <laughs> into the hedge is so creepy. Yeah. A Terminator 2 parody, yeah. right? Well, no, no. The Terminator 2 parody is the next one. I thought game. this was a Terminator 2 I mean, parody as well. It could also be. Yeah. Okay, it is like coming through stuff. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He had, he he is T-1000 mm. in both these scenes yeah. back to back. I mean, what else could it be? But mm. just the animation of him, his nose. Nose coming in last. Yeah. Into, it's so great. I don't and love the, a lot of Simpson shirts, but the stark green one yeah. just with like yes. Homer's face <laughs> emerging from a hedge. Yeah, I mean, when he goes mm. to the hedge, his, his expression is just like dead. Yeah. He just like blank stare. Like, this okay. has become a meme. I remember when I first saw it, mm. working at Capcom. Box copy of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Mm-hmm. Homer backing him. Um, <laughs> it is Homer backing lot. into things is the is yeah. the meme now. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like this new game came out, this new movie came out. <laughs> I bought a bunch of donuts. All these things. It's just backing, backing into away. it. And just that like you're being consumed mm-hmm. by it. I've seen it used mostly like I'm stepping out of this conversation or I want nothing That's to do with yeah. this. Yeah. Well, if you don't change the grass into something else, then mm-hmm. yes, it's really yeah. just yeah, like, it's literally I'm green screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, this, it was the big hot meme before SpongeBob position like a chicken became yeah. the new one. SpongeBob like, caveman. <laughs> <laughs> but then I didn't get the sound for it because it's, it's mostly just a sound, an action visual scene, but the chase, the T2 chase is yeah. amazing. Very well like, done, yeah. But for it to work, Homer has to be Holding the off. so stupid. He's mm. like, he is trying to kill the people in this car who are driving away <laughs> Running from Running with him. the golf clubs is so <laughs> great, yeah. And that Homer, who is completely out of shape, is able to just run as fast mm. as a car with no exertion on his face at all. Just and he falls off the car without getting hurt. He really yes. wants to play the like, But like the T-1000, yeah. he rolls over. I've, I've seen that movie so many right. times at this point, but I love that this is one of those... I didn't get the Vertigo reference watching this on TV for the first time, but I fucking got the T2 reference. Yeah, It was one I got as a kid, too. So what happens to Ned's car? I confuse this with Garbage Island a lot. Um, That's Homer escaping from Ned. Yeah, that's Homer escaping from Ned. That Homer crashes his car Mm. into the garbage dump, and that Ned just stops Mm. just short of it. So his car was fine there. I just watch this, but I always forget what happens to Ned's car. No, I mean... Ned's Geo. He just gets pulled over. I can't! It's a Geo! (laughs) That's always made me think, like, oh, I guess Geo's a crappy car, I suppose. They're still around. Are they? Wow. I thought they died in the mid-90s with the Saturn. Well, I remember in a late, like in seasons to come. I forget. I'm so sad. I forget the they're, episode. I mean, I think it's Viva Ned Flanders. He's driving still in the Geo. Yeah. And that they basically mm. have it make a wind up car noise <laughs> when he's driving around. They with do it. sound hilarious. Mm-hmm. My I friend mean, had one. They're very much into making fun of American craftsmanship in this yeah. episode and throughout the season. One of those I think American robot cars. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that but it was uh, it was an American car meant to look like a 
foreign car, oh. like a Fiat, like oh, supposed to, uh, a Chevrolet making a so smaller. You, you wouldn't betray vehicle. your country by exactly. buying a foreign car. <laughs> I, I, your country will betray you by moving the factory out <laughs> to of the Mexico. Country. Also, in my memories, I think of Homer smashing out the back window, but that's just because it's in the it's in Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. such that. a good sequence. Goddamn, that movie rules. But when Ned gets pulled over. The putters are stuck in his car, which they shouldn't be because Homer rolls away with them. Oh, so okay. another glaring issue with the animation here. That Wes Archer, he messed <laughs> it up, his director. Uh, but then comes a great scene of, of Wiggum being the total horrible cop he always is. I told you, officer. I'm not heffed up on goofballs. Yeah, right. Huh. Ned Flanders, I never would have imagined... <gasps> The church bus. Hi's the kite, everybody. Goofballs. <laughs> Goofballs. Yeah, where's your messiah now, Flanders? Yeah. <laughs> the second outright acknowledgement of the basis of Wiggum. <laughs> yes. Well, Edward G. Robinson, but this confused the shit out of me for years. Well, I saw you you found the same thing I did. I, did. I only learned the truth of this yesterday yeah yes, me, too. me too but well first off that goofballs thing i just love how how cruel wiggum is like dies a kite everybody goofball shame the addict shame him <laughs> uh, you got to imagine he's arrested dozens of people yeah. thinking they're on goofballs mm-hmm. when he arrests no one for drunk driving <laughs> ever but arrests that's a nice driving, to tell me what you the think two quick asides about this one that Ned wouldn't know that there's a church trip that he's not invited to. Mm, that's true. And two, I could have sworn that a superint- Superintendent Chalmers is one of the people on that bus. Well, I think that is. looks just like no, him. No, it's least. a bald guy. Uh, I've seen him in the stock characters, uh, okay. but his, his, he's not exactly what an odd Superintendent. Remark. <laughs> uh, but okay, so that line, Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> it's confusing. It makes you think that in the Edward G. Robinson is in the film The Ten Commandments. Yeah. He does not say that line uh, in it, though. He's, I've never seen the movie that Edward G. Robinson mm-hmm. coined that voice. We, I think we played it a while back. Yes. Uh, because when Quimby first er, uh, acknowledged the basis mm-hmm. of his character. Uh, but I, I, Soylent Green is the one I've seen over and over again. He doesn't sound anything like that. But Edward G. Robinson was a fish-faced dude. Who he was. Who played authority He's figures. great. I thought it was from the SNL sketch when the early 90s when fucking Charlton Heston for some reason hosted oh, yeah. SNL. I don't think he was promoting anything. <laughs> huh. um, but, but in a Ten Commandments sketch, Rob yes. Schneider played Edward G. Robinson's character and played it full on. Yeah, Moses. Hey, man, man, man. I think, I don't know, like, uh, the intent of this, is this Mandela effect where it's like, oh, yeah, he did say that. Are they referencing a comedy yeah. bit? No, they're it referencing is, specifically. It is a comedy bit. I know, but my the, question is, are they are they thinking he actually said that in the movie because they don't oh, have the ability to pull it up on the internet instantly? I think then it could have been a Mandela effect thing. It could yeah. have even been... It doesn't make sense as a Simpsons joke. It really doesn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Hank Azaria just made it up in the booth. Mm-hmm. There's an ad lib, like, yeah. yeah. It, could, it, but, it does seem like that it even yeah. has a little beat in between well especially because Hank Azaria is such a I have this on dork. vinyl behind you <laughs> wow. a, a so, gift for Grimm that he rejected <laughs> uh, one of those things really like, ah, that's funny I'm not taking this one mm-hmm. but so yes this specific line where's your messiah now see that is from the 1985 Billy Crystal stand up album Marvelous yeah and it's actually it is here Chris I just saw here. it yeah, yeah, yeah so, wanna, I have it on vinyl Billy Crystal and Blackface <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was I a different like, time in 1985 it's never not funny man yeah, <laughs> you have like the wrestling album and other weird things but you won't put the Billy Crystal album amongst your records Grim's supposed to take it uh, I'll never but be let's okay so no. here's the original bit they're referencing oh it's a biblical spectacular but it's funny because there were actors in that movie who should never do biblical films. 
Edward G. Robinson? Where's your Messiah now? <laughs> yeah, where's your Moses now, Shane? <laughs> Let my people go now. <laughs> Which he doesn't do Man. in the film, and I no. remember my dad having to explain why he was losing his yeah. shit at Rob Schneider in the <laughs> SNL sketch. Yeah. Though I, I would guess that the Simpsons writers are a big enough nerds that they would pay homage to Billy Crystal by doing this. I just they haven't really referenced other jokes from other comedians. Yeah, that's what makes me wonder if they thought that was the line. Yeah, it was in their heads. I like the Mandela effect, though. but we'll yeah. never know. So there's no point in just. Yeah. It could be just... Mandela effect, or it could be Hank Azaria just goofed around in the thing, and they kept. I think it. it's just so hard for us to believe that someone is a sincere fan of Billy Crystal in that's 2017. True. Yeah, I, I'd more believe yeah. the Mandela effect. So now Ned is shamed. Like he goes to the church, and what everybody. Ned did. <laughs> I, I love that under- I, I love I love the uh he must have been the no wait, out of go Damn. bet he's the one who rode Homer all over the bathroom. Yeah, it's like, so quiet and it's so fast. But, yeah. but it implies so much history in there. Yeah. Just the it, acoustics of the church with like the hushed like but it's weird that they've all embraced Homer so much they just completely forgot it. Even when he screams "kick ass" mm. in the in the place. <laughs> I got some kick ass seats, yeah. And uh, but it's when Ned has finally been pushed too far. Before I get started on today's sermon entitled "What Ned Did," Did. I'd like to publicly congratulate Homer Simpson on his recent charity work. I live to give. That's beautiful. We appreciate the kisses. Now let us bow our heads in a silent prayer of thanksgiving. Stop it! Breathe through your damn mouth! Can't you see this man isn't a hero? He's annoying. He's very, very annoying. <laughs> We'd see a lot more of this out of Ned in Hurricane Nettie, season eight. I wonder if this inspired Hurricane Nettie. Yeah, like, yeah I they mean, saw how fun it was for Ned to finally break and tell off somebody. Yeah. They then make a whole episode that, about the, that. the sequence of the close up on the nose is one yeah. of the most beautifully orchestrated. His nose is vibrating. It's so yeah. great. Well, that it goes, it only goes inclined up when yeah. he's breathing in, and then when breathing out, then his nose wiggles <laughs> up and down, and that noise. Is Harry Shearer's nose yeah. like really? oh. his whistling nose is revealed on the comic? It's how I sound when I'm sleeping, yeah. <laughs> like Tony Soprano. So the one <laughs> the one thing I missed in this in this episode until now because I think it's not communicated that well visually is when when Abe says, "Let's sacrifice him to our God." <laughs> yes. um, Revlin Lovejoy is coming up behind Ned with his arms out, like a, yeah. like Ned is about to die, and Homer has to wow. stop them. I read that as he's going to escort Ned out. I feel I like know. they're listening to Grant because they are a crazy mob who will turn That's on true. a dime at any suggestion of violence. It seems like they're out to kill him. Yeah, and then we get basically a minute straight of just like treacly or like not treacly that's too that's a little mean but just it's it's just all very heartfelt it is homer saving ned and them becoming friends again i mean there's a little bit of uh cynicism baked in it was like sure i've gotten mad at ned you know he wanted to lash out at him 
maybe even as good as me. But my line of the show is not actually captured. It's, hey, that guy's right. Yeah, <laughs> when he's, when he's talking about Replin Lovejoy. It's such an unneeded... They need somebody to say they were convinced by Homer, but... Just no, he's talking about Revlin Lovejoy. Oh, that's Lovejoy. right. Yeah. Revlin Lovejoy, that guy. <laughs> that guy's right. And <laughs> I had it written down as uh, Reverend James Helter. Of oh, Helter right. Shelter. Helter Shelter. Shelter. Sorry, yes. That was going. a good bit. I like it. The, so it seems that it's the end of their wacky adventures. I don't get it, Lise. You said everything would be back to normal, but Homer and Flanders are still friends. Yeah, maybe this means the end of our wacky adventures. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? My great-uncle Boris died and left us his old country house. There's only one catch. They say it's haunted. But I'm sure we can prove him wrong by spending the weekend there. Hi, diddly-ho, neighbor. Get lost, Flanders. okily dokily <sighs> See? I told you. There's nothing to worry about. This place isn't... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird because that was very close to being a biting joke mm-hmm. given when this aired because that was still a pretty traditional plot and while I can't pinpoint it to ev- anything in particular uh, goes to Mr. Chicken it well me. I mean I feel like you wouldn't see that you'd maybe see that plot on like TGIF but yeah. it wasn't seen yeah. as a good plot no no it wasn't but like you wouldn't see that plot now but in the current state of television mm-hmm. in 1994 like it was Making it well, it I was shitting you, on a prem, a common yes. premise happening at the, the time. The idea of being forced to stay in a haunted mansion, <clears throat> you would see it now as a parody of mm-hmm. it, or like yeah. Rick and Morty would do it, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But it would, but would be with a ton of winking or recognizing, like, yeah, this is dumb. This has been in everything. And in season seven's Bart the Fink, the episode would open with them spending the night in a haunted house. Although uh, it was perfectly fine, they slept very well, <laughs> and they each got a hundred dollars. Yeah, for it. and the guy was fucking with them the entire time. So the water tastes better here than in our house. I <laughs> do love when the closing note of a Simpsons episode is completely like opposite of what the bum, entire bum. episode was yes, like yeah. I forget, I'm getting I forget which episode it is but where uh, Jasper wants to date Abe at the end and yes. the heart comes yes. in at the end <laughs> yes. yes yeah and that that they also have the time zone wow, and yeah. like it'll be that's Thursday what I wanted to point out. like it was the exact time Thursday at of, eight was so important to me at the time but it's yeah. such in the it's history like, of the Simpsons it's such a short-lived it's like, time like slot three or years. four years yeah. in yeah. On Thursday but that was another middle finger to continuity of just like, look, it will revert. It won't explain it, but it's just going to be back to it's normal. It's the rules of TV. We have to follow and them. And I, I, this probably is the last year there, Thursday, because we're huh. we're just bumping in on uh, must-see TV with like mm. Friends and Seinfeld. You want yeah. you want to get away from that job or not? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like season seven when they really? go to Sunday. Cause Usually I, the 8 p.m. slot is not. Oh, you know what? No. Season six is definitely Sunday. I remember watching mm. Who Shot Mr. Burns on a Sunday. Uh, yeah. 8 yeah. p.m. is the friend slot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It might have been friends that finally killed it. But I mean, yeah. Seinfeld wasn't helping. I mean, they moved to Thursday to destroy Cosby, and they did. And they did. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Somebody finally took him down. <laughs> no, no, he's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> he's still prowling. You'll never catch me. Just, he's annoying. Animal. He's very, very annoying. I have other jokes I could Say now, but I'm not gonna. But, uh, but so put in your face. In I, the I don't like his shirts. His sweaters are tacky. His sweaters are tacky. But I like his sweaters. <laughs> but anyway, the I like that episode. You wouldn't think it was written by a freelancer, also because they heavily rewrite those. Yeah, episodes. yeah. But it was a. It is a very great. It's, it's amazing. It's a great episode. I wish Homer wasn't so mean. Jerkass Homer is not my favorite. Yeah, but, but it's it's odd to think about the obsession because it's not like he wants to be friend. He's obsessed with Flanders. Yes. Yeah. 
He Very is strange. possessed with Fra- Flanders. Doesn't care that he destroys Ned's life, yeah. like not even a little. But good cartoon logic. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah, like this in the episode previous, both of them like stretch the continuity and the believability of the Simpsons mm-hmm. universe in crazy ways. Like he goes to space one one week, <laughs> doesn't come up again. He makes he becomes friends <laughs> with Flanders, and they even say we're gonna we're gonna disregard this next week. I can see why some people like we're starting to be like uh, I'm kind of getting angry at this. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a real captain. It's, I can't imagine this like juxtapose those two weeks together. Yeah. Of, like you go to space and yeah, then like and then he makes a friend. Yeah. Well, they had some reruns in between. <laughs> it was like yeah. almost a month between episodes yeah. uh, between the last one oh, and this really? one. So uh, a little cool happy St. Patrick's Day. By had the way, time yeah. to calm down. But yeah, I mean. I feel like When Flanders Failed was the last Flanders Focus episode of The Simpsons almost two and a half years before this. Yeah, And true. he would show up, but this was like an episode about Flanders. His yeah. name is in the title, and I like the focus on Flanders. Yeah, yeah me too. It's about time, damn it. This was a, this was a really good episode. I yes. like yeah. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Talking Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast every Monday at Retronauts.com. If you want to get into the podcast, uh, just find a topic you like and then listen to our corresponding episode. I think you'll like it a lot. We work really hard on the show. So look for Retronauts in your podcast device or go to Retronauts.com. That's R-E-T-R-O-N-A-U-T-S. And I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can follow me there for all my updates. It's where I talk about the newest Simpsons games and mm-hmm. games. Well, also video games for me, three. Mm-hmm. And I should mention, this is a hardcore tease here, guys. Mm-hmm. This Friday, there will be some really big news about Talking Simpsons. It's true. Keep an eye out in your feed or on LazerTimePodcast.com or on, on YouTube.com slash LazerTime. We'll have watched all the E3 streams where likely yeah. on stage someone will have announced something on Talking Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, but I'm happy to tease that. Exclusive to Switch. <laughs> but at the very least, Friday, keep an eye out. We're going to have big, big news, Bob and I. And of course, this show wouldn't be possible without Patreon. And that's, uh, in this case, Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It's how the show happened, how we were able to kickstart it, uh, to build it and get it where it is today. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. The show is really, really fun to do, and I want to keep doing it. And I'm sure everybody else agrees, ex- with the exception of a few people in the comments <laughs> who shit their britches. But most people agree. Over, uh, yes. But uh, patreon.com slash laser time is how you can get an exclusive show from us every single week. We have a 30-2010 wrap-up show that Diana does with us that we want to do every two weeks or so to incorporate your comments. Because it's something I say in the, whenever we see something negative about... When someone yells at us on Talking Simpsons about <laughs> how dare you politically blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the only thing we own that you might not own are the Simpsons DVDs. There's nothing stopping you from doing this research and doing this show on your own. The only thing that makes it interesting is who we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I take that attitude over to 302010. We're talking about 30, 20, and 10 years ago in the past. So it's our experiences. You will have had different experiences. And I love having a show oh, yeah. that's all about everybody else's unique experience yeah. that I couldn't possibly have had. I, I love seeing that in the comments on Talking Simpsons too. People talking about where they were when that yes. episode aired. In, and- in, the, in the first show, there's a mind-blowing chipmunk adventure trivia tease that I had no idea wow. happened. People will talk about working at a movie theater when Austin Powers opens and being forced to dress like him. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's a fun, fun show. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Anything else there, Dave? Uh, yeah, we have uh, at least two movie commentaries every month. I believe we're probably near 100 balls. at this point. We'll have done Spaceballs this month uh, and a 
choice by the community, which is looking a lot like Batman and Robin. So good drawings. <laughs> Very excited. And uh, yeah, we also have lots of cartoon commentaries there. I believe we did what Darkwing Duck a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Wrestling car- commentaries where we'll be talking with Christopher. There's the Mothership Laser Time itself. We just did an episode about farts, which you know maybe <laughs> might not be a fan of if you're on. If There's you like some Simpsons there talking. Is, there is one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think upcoming we have an episode about sketch comedy, but I don't think anyone who listens to the show will care about that. They don't like comedy. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Bart Gets an Elephant. See you then. Wow. Infotainment.